Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. <laughs> you know where the money is. Are you surprised? I was. I was not. I'm definitely not ready to do this intro. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that at all. No. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, filling in an intro-wise for Michael Goudeau. I mean, I'm usually here, but I just don't do this part. But we are with Ready Rich Penn, and we're broadcasting from Show Creators South Las Vegas. And this week, of course, Penn's got all the action on all the upcoming Week 2 NFL games. We've digested all the data from week one, a lot of takeaways, a lot of sleepers, and he's got some bets that no one else will make. Here he is, Preach the Love, Pendulum. <laughs> preach the Love, that's me. I should also say, continuing the uh, the endless COVID conversation, Yeah. that um, it's been a month now. I yeah. think it'll be a month on Tuesday, Yeah. and uh, I'm not quite better. Yeah, so, oh, so, so quick side note, if you didn't listen to the last episode, do that now. <laughs> this episode will make no sense if you didn't listen to the last episode. Uh, I had COVID. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I still, it's, it's amazing to say that because for, uh, for you know, since March of 2020, yeah. I have been wicked, crazy, careful. Yeah. I, I've been following everything. I do not know how I got it. I, I imagine it must be Delta because it was a bastard. I mean, I, right. I, I, I really don't have... Like I don't have like oh yeah I went to that uh, that uh, birthday party or yeah the 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 naked all touching twister game in a greenhouse <laughs> with uh, with bikers. I in did, fact, you declined that, which yeah. is really crazy. <laughs> I never would if not for COVID. Um, <laughs> I really wouldn't. Um, but uh, but uh, I was really careful. I was really really careful. Yes. You- so even if you're really really careful. Uh, really, for the love of God, get vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't understand anybody not being vaccinated. Uh, it, it, I got to tell you, um, it is an exaggeration to say that it certainly saved my life. Yeah. But it is not an exaggeration to say that it possibly saved my life. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, uh, and really, really, really tired. I mean, crazy tired. So when did you decide that it was okay to go back to work or what was the protocol uh, or how well, does that work? the protocol is we had a double thing. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? <laughs> Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. We were going to have to do some fancy dancing, and then we didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, from your last symptom, okay? Yeah. Uh, eight days, you can then go back into general pop. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, from your last symptom. From your last fever, last headache, that kind of thing. 
I still had a sore throat, but that doesn't count. Okay. I don't know why. And you have eight days. I was still testing positive. And all the smart money said that uh, if you've had the window long enough, you can test positive and still go back to work. Okay. That's really- The amount of days you're contagious. No one seems to understand that the important part is how long you're contagious and you can keep having dead virus in you. Right. That'll test you positive for weeks or months. Crazy. Okay. So we had scheduled to do a show on Thursday and Monday I was testing positive. Tuesday I was testing positive. So Glenn was calling in everybody we worked with to have a long talk with them to say, we'll be going to work Thursday. Penn is testing positive. He is not contagious. Eight days, what the CDC says. Penn has now gone 14. Yeah. So almost double the amount of time. He is almost certainly not contagious, but he is testing positive. So the woman who works wardrobe with us, uh, she uh, lives with her elderly mother, mm-hmm. who is very high risk. And she was going to be told, Penn is safe, according to the CDC, but he's testing positive. If you want to have him do his own wardrobe, we're okay with that. The whole crew was going to be told, um, uh, Penn is not contagious, according to the CDC and all the smart money, but he is testing positive. If you don't want to come to work, we'll find a way to work with that. But, and Glenn was going to have all the science, and Glenn had to go in and give a real presentation to everybody. It was really, ah, wow, what a pain in the ass, right? And Taylor was going, you sure it's okay? I was like, listen, you nitwit. This is what everybody is saying. This is what the actual science is. And all the doctors said, you are definitely not contagious, but you may test positive for a few more weeks. So that day, as Glenn was driving into the office to do this whole thing, uh, I did a home test negative. Ah. Perfect. And then... uh, I went and got a fancy, no kidding, we're, we're, we're professional test. Yeah. And that was negative too. Oh, good. We actually got the home test negative on Wednesday and got the real professional overnight test, came back on Thursday, and I did a show that night. So I never went on stage when I was positive. Never. Right. I would have. <laughs> right. But it would have been messy. Under the, under the guidance that you weren't contagious. Yeah. So now I can say with a little more, uh, uh, I'm much, much more, much more comfortable uh, that, that I was able to do it without, uh, without having. Uh, Are you still taking a bunch of melatonin Wednesday night? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I've stopped the melatonin and the sleeping pills, and uh, uh, I'm taking um, nothing, actually. No- nothing related to... I take my blood pressure medicine as I always do. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's it. Okay. So I'm back to, uh, I was telling myself last Monday, I was going to go back to my full exercising and my full schedule. I have not been doing cameos, you know, the cameo things, birthday greetings I do for people. Uh, I'd stop those for three weeks, even though those are just a, you know, 30 second hunks. Yeah. It was just too much to think about. So I'm going to start those tomorrow. 
Okay. I'll start exercising. I was going to do it all last Monday, and I just couldn't do it. I just, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. And I think we might go back to a little bit of rehearsal. But, um, you know, Magic Goes Wrong, the great show with the, uh, with yeah. the uh, Play Goes Wrong Boys, uh, over in England, was starting up again. Now, remember, uh, a couple years ago, Teller had his back was really bad, and I had to go over and do the whole Magic Goes Wrong stuff by myself. Right. And we had to replace a magic trick in the show. And uh, there were conference calls going on, and I just said, Teller will do those alone. So uh, Magic Goes Wrong guys got to work with Penn and Teller, but rarely simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that's good. They're, they're opening back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's opening back up and it's, uh, they're on tour and it's selling really well and people are loving it. I want to see it so bad. Loving it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, magic goes wrong. Is a really, if you're over in England, uh, check it out. I mean, they're doing, uh, they're the original guys are doing an improv show and the other cast is doing a you know, magic goes wrong. And, uh, it's such a good show. Well, both the shows are good. Yeah. I mean, any of the goes wrong brand which is Mischief Theater is what yes. they're called. Any of their stuff is is just fabulous, uh, including the, the, the what's on Prime, um, uh, Amazon Prime here. Yeah, the uh, six episodes. Sh show That Goes Wrong is what it's called? Yeah, I think so. It's just everything goes wrong. Just goes wrong. But uh, one of the greatest, I loved it as a comedy uh, TV yeah. show. I just thought it couldn't be beat. I loved it and my kids loved it, which is one of those weird things that we don't make anymore, uh, mm -hmm. which is something we can all watch and laugh together. So it was good. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think I'm going to pretend, uh, I think I told you before we were rolling that I have really been, um, getting up at one or two in the afternoon and going to sleep at two or three in the morning. And I do the, the when I first came back to the show, which was, yeah, last Thursday, Thursday before yeah. last, um, that was my first time back after COVID. And, uh, I was dragging ass. Uh, I was, I, I'm, I'm happy to say that, uh, everybody that watched the show, I had a few friends that were in, said you could not tell. But when I got off stage, it was really, um, you know, kind of that, um, uh, almost that cliche of the big happy guy. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Love you. Love you. <sighs> oh man. I just, I walked off stage like a zombie. And got in my car and could barely drive home and just collapsed and slept 14 hours and got up the next day and just about got myself to supper and then into the theater and dressed and did the show again and collapsed again. Wow. And all four shows were like that. And I was also thinking, which I, which I never, ever think, never think this during the show. Um, I would get in the show and go, Okay, I mean not allowed. Okay, three more bits I can make it. Three more bits I can make. It. Oh wow! I can do three. I can do three more. And I was, you know, I was like, it was like I was back in junior high looking at the clock on the wall. Yeah, I, I can make it. Were you still doing? Were you still doing fire eating? Yeah. That was that hard to do with your throat. Uh, it just it moves the pain around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. That one just does that anyway, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, it was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really hard. Uh, no. Uh, hard for me. 
Yeah. I mean, really hard. There, there are people who are really sick and then also doing actual hard work. Right. And I'm just doing a silly show. But uh, for a man, 66 years old, just getting over COVID, doing a, uh, you know, a over a two-hour show, uh, I was feeling it. Huh. And uh, this Thursday, the one that just went past, yeah. uh, I was actually on stage feeling pretty okay. Still sleeping a lot, but not dragging my ass through. Right. And tonight, I imagine I'll be pretty tired because as astonishing as this is, I was up early to do a, a noon show today. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, because I, getting up at 10 is early. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was, uh, I'll be a little tired tonight. Yeah. Uh, I got a joke to tell. I guess I have a right to tell this joke. I love this joke so much. And uh, when I had COVID, it was really important that I had this joke. And uh, I was so upset um, by the Texas law on abortion. Oh, yeah. Not because of abortion at all. I mean, I need to say that, yes, I am. I am. Uh, You're perfect. I am. Yeah. Well, I was going to say anti life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like to say anti life and anti choice. Uh, <laughs> I'm anti life. Uh, and I want to make that very clear. Yeah. But what was really bothering me on top of taking away women's rights, in this case, sometimes to life, <laughs> right? Uh, that horror of that was that the law was done in a way that is not a law. Yeah. Not a law. It is not only against uh, the United States, it's against Plato and Aristotle. It's not what a law is, you know. Yeah. And it really troubled me tremendously. But I don't think I have anything to add to that conversation. But I, what I needed was a good joke. Okay. And Eddie Gordetsky, who I've often billed as the funniest man in the world, yes. uh, had a good joke. Now, Eddie, uh, because he's writing on, I think, four situation comedies or five right. and won Emmys on Letterman and, and Saturday Night Live, uh, Eddie's writing three or 400 jokes a day. Yeah. So to give you an idea of what Eddie's like. Eddie calls me once a year, maybe a little less often, to tell me a joke. Which is writing, great. writing 300 jokes a day, he knows a joke that's targeted to me. Great. So this is the joke. If you want to know the kind of joke I love, this is the kind of joke I love. Guy finds a bottle on the beach, he rubs it, Jeannie comes out. Jeannie says, you have two wishes. Guy says, I thought I got three. He says, look down your pants. Guy opens his pants up, looks down and goes, wow. Jeannie goes, I've been doing this a while. <laughs> Great joke. Great joke. It represents the genie as a good guy. Yeah. Every other joke with a genie in it. The Jonies, the genie's a prick. Yeah, he fucks. He's you. an asshole. Yeah, trying to find something to fuck you with. You know, yeah. oh, I got a twelve-inch pianist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a twelve-inch prick. That little guy next to me. I got a big orange head. You know, I wish those other two guys were back. Okay, I'll have a coke. You know, I might as well be talking to a wall. Show me that map again. Oh, I just <laughs> <laughs> that was unreal. That was a fantastic montage of genie punchlines. <laughs> Usually a prick. Yeah. Yeah. He's an asshole. This guy, nice, jovial. Yeah. Save us some time. Just a little slice of work, workplace fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I don't know if there's ever a punchline I've enjoyed delivering more. 
Yeah. I've been doing this a while. <laughs> just a friendly guy comes out of a lamp, grants your wishes. It's just fabulous. Yeah. And I wrote to Eddie, I just could not believe um, uh, how perfect this was for our time. I said, we need, right now, if there's one thing the United States of America needs, it's a happy, kind genie. Yeah. We could use a kind genie right now. <laughs> we really could. Guy that goes, ah, I've been doing this a while. <laughs> so uh, that was the uh, good. That was the great joke I heard and just, just loved. And uh, then Matt King told me a joke. You know, Matt King, uh, Johnny Katz, who we talked about before, the yeah. local- uh, uh, RJ reporter. RJ reporter. Enter entertainment reporter. Entertainment reporter. Um, he reported in his column that uh, Mac King had been um, bitten by a scorpion. Yes. And I called Mac and said, thank goodness you were bitten by the scorpion and not stung. Because scorpion bites you can hardly feel. <laughs> I was making fun of Johnny Katz. Yeah. And his misunderstanding of the <laughs> danger of scorpions. But... Um, uh, I said to, uh, to Matt King, uh, he had gotten stung by a scorpion yeah. when he was moving something in his backyard, and he said three of his fingers went numb, and he had to go and do his whole show with numb fingers. Right. Which he said, it's weird to do sleight of hand, not be able to feel your finger. I said, how are you doing now? And he said, well, one finger is numb, and only one finger is numb. And I said- uh, well, how's that? He said, well, it's pretty good. I can finger my ass and it feels like someone else. <laughs> Which brings to mind that Matt King is the dirtiest comic that ever lived. <laughs> By the way, Matt King does a show for the whole family. For the whole family. Yeah. And it's only when you realize it afterward yeah. that it is filthy. Yes. But Matt King is fabulous. His, his finger is now okay. Yeah, his finger's doing better. His finger's doing better. He's doing better. And he told me a joke, too. I'm hesitant to tell you this joke because it's so much less good. Than the genie joke. And still a great joke. Okay. Guy goes into a nursing home. He's a comic. Yeah. He's got, he's got booked. Have you heard this one? No. He's got booked. He's got booked at a nursing home. And as he's going in, the guy who books him says, uh, all these people have severe Alzheimer's. And he says, uh, okay. So the comic's going up to the, uh, to the stage, going up to the mic, and he thinks, oh, they all got Alzheimer's. So he tells his first joke, and it kills. And he goes, well, what the hell? In his mind, he's going, I'll give it a try. Tells the exact same joke again, kills again. <laughs> Thinks to himself, well, you know, this is kind of goopy, but tells the same joke again, kills again. Tells it again, kills again. Does his whole 40-minute set, the entire 40-minute set, same joke. Over and over again, audience loves it. He finishes, leaves the stage. He goes, that was pretty, that was something. There's one guy looking kind of quizzical with his arms crossed who's in the audience looking at him, shaking his head. He walks over to him and says, uh, what's, uh, what's troubling you about the show? Guy says, I just don't know how you remember all that shit. <laughs> so, uh, so that's the uh, yeah. That's the joke. Now, yes, uh, I have several friends who are struggling with loved ones who have Alzheimer's. Yeah, and there's nothing funny about it, except there is. Right. You know. And I remember when um, when uh, uh, 
uh, Pam, who had some memory loss. Yeah. I, uh, I sat in the hospital with her when Johnny was dying, explaining to her over and over again in a 15-minute loop what was going on because she was forgetting. Oof. So do not, motherfucker, write to me and say, we can't do jokes about Alzheimer's because I will tell you, I have watched a lot of suffering in this. I have friends that are suffering. And yes, we are suffering. And that's why we're telling the fucking joke. And if that one bothers you, go back to the happy genie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Mac, I got to talk, catch up with him a little bit. And um, he's moved over to Excalibur. Yes. And it's killing. It's killing there. And uh, I want to go see him there because I also want to see him in a more intimate room. Yep. For comedy's sake, I really want to see it. But I didn't realize, you know who was in that room before him? Who? Hans Clock. Oh, yes, yes. It's the Hans Clock room, yeah. Yeah. And Hans Clock left everything behind. Did he? Yes. All his props? And, well, the stuff that he'd done to the stage. Oh, yeah. Wow. So Mac has this giant fancy video screen. Uh-huh. And a fan that blows up on him from the stage. He does not. He does. He Does he use it? Yes, he uses it. I said, are you using it? It seems like not your style. He goes, oh, I'm using it. <laughs> Says he does a big finish on a trick where he just stands in front of the fan and lets it blow up. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny. Well, we love Hans Clock. We yeah. love Hans Clock. Yeah. Still but their styles it. couldn't be more further apart. Which one's which? <laughs> Hans Glock is uh, very, very different. <laughs> so while I was in my little COVID world yeah. with Steve McQueen and Melatonin yeah. and, uh, and and all the other weirdness, yeah. uh, what were you doing? What was going on in the world? Um, well, uh, it turns out there's other things that can go wrong besides COVID. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I had a show book in Lake Tahoe. And <laughs> God hates you. God hates me so so I've had to cancel, I had two shows in September, both canceled because of natural disasters. Mm -hmm. Different ones. I'm just, let's see if I can collect more in October. Um, and then- What uh, were the two disasters? Uh, Caldor Fire and then COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you were, that was Chicago, right? Was Chicago, you, yeah. Doing thing for Jay? Yeah, and I wasn't- Bliznik? Bliznik. And, and, and the days of, of what I should be testing, you know, my window for test testing negative or whatever would have- possibly overlapped it was a bad idea to to go out there um but i, I still will we'll make up for that I'm, I'm going back out to chicago in december to play chicago magic lounge hopefully i can do an event with jay then oh, as well um and where were you playing in tahoe that was the the dining thing yeah the, no that was the uh boathouse theater it's its own its own its own little theater space they do like summer programming there it's normally like a fancy wedding venue but in the summer for the town they do a bunch of different events mm -hmm. i was on the cover of their entertainment section it was really nice it was treating me very well but they burned down the whole fucking next town. year. Next year, the fire. The fire hates magic that much. <laughs> I have a friend who had a nice, uh, has a nice log cabin. Yeah, and he was uh, evacuating, going. Don't know if I'm going to have a house. Yeah, he moved all his stuff to his girlfriend's house, which then was also in the fire zone. But there's uh, this funny moment of the woman who booked me uh, handling all this wedding stuff, and. Basically, she was trying to, my show was on the 15th, and she's like, well, we have to cancel everything up to the 14th, so I'll get back to you. And I was kind of like, okay, you're overwhelmed, and you're just going up to this this point, but it's really funny to think that, like, 
the day <laughs> they can have things going on in Tahoe again. I'd be there. So I wrote back being like, I, I understand, but let's go ahead and just go ahead and stretch it to the 15th and just call it. <laughs> you know, and she wrote back like, hey, you never know, maybe this town could use a laugh or whatever. And I believe she was joking. But also I was like, me being the cathartic force amongst the town recovering from one of the worst fires ever. This somehow, we're back! We're, Tahoe, we're back! Intermission is over! <laughs> <laughs> Matt Dudley! Yeah. Yeah. We're back! We're back, Tahoe! We've got Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney, <laughs> and Matt Dudley! The My Noodler! <laughs> so yeah, I was not... I was like, let's go. I, I'm very okay with saying next year. Yeah. Uh, and, and so next year, next year. It is, it is astonishing. You know, uh, we're, we're getting older as everyone is. Yeah. But I am now, uh, you know, the age my father was ish, uh, the time I always bring up, which is the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. You know, um, Nixon killing, killing Americans. By uh, by concealing uh, truce possibilities in Vietnam, right? Uh, Ten thousand people probably killed by Nixon, uh, president who is insane. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, uh, off the gold standard, which is a, a big deal. Most important of all of this, uh, Kent State, yeah, National Guards people shooting students, um, and then. Uh, an average, and everybody forgets this, an average of a bomb a day in the United States. An average of a bomb a day. That's what we were doing back then. The SDS and uh, yeah. Democratic Society, they were setting off bombs. You know, setting off bombs. Uh, you know, they were, they, they, they were, you know, they were robbing banks and, you know, there was Patty Hearst and there was Charlie Manson and all that shit was going down. Yeah. I would always bring that up when people would say the world... You know, the United States has gone crazy. Yeah. But I believe we've crossed the line now. I think so. Because we cannot, with COVID, we cannot predict what's going to be happening in six months. And at least in the 70s, you could say, well, uh, more bombs will be going off, but we know how many, what that's like. Right. There'll be bomb scares. We know that. But um, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, there's now Mew, right? We got Mew. Yeah. Yeah. Mew. Which yep. there have been 40 cases in Nevada of Mew. Yeah. Um, now, luckily, Delta's kicking its ass, which is what's so weird. Yes. Delta's coming in and infecting people so they don't get Mew. Delta's protection against Mew. Yeah. So, Delta in the battle of COVID is now on our side. <laughs> and Florida, Mississippi, Louisiana and Texas are on the side of COVID. <laughs> so we have now teamed up with Delta yeah. against the Confederacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I said there's only one company rooting for Mew, and it is uh, Delta Airlines. Delta <laughs> Airlines, boy, do they really want Mew to just come in and figure this remember out. Remember AIDS diet candy? <laughs> you don't remember, right? Don't. You're too young. Uh, there was a uh, diet candy, yeah, which is a great idea. Yeah, it was little squares of chocolate that I believe had speed in them. Okay, and um, you were supposed to have an AIDS candy, right? To aid in your weight loss. Yeah, to aid in your weight loss. It was AIDS weight loss, 
And there is a an amazing thing on YouTube if you want to really, really laugh. <laughs> There's an amazing thing. For, it's it's from CNN or something. Yeah. Or maybe it's even before CNN because CNN comes in in the '90s, right? Right. So I think it's 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 like some some maybe it's a local news show or yeah something maybe a nightly news show. But I saw it once on YouTube and it's just amazing. They do an ad for AIDS candy. Lose weight easy with AIDS. And then right after, they do this thing on, they have renamed, you know, GRID, which was a gay- uh, Gay-related immune disease. Gay related, grid, yeah. We've renamed GRID to AIDS. It's in, it's in the televised same 10 minutes. <laughs> and you just see the people at AIDS Candy going, could they have called it Doritos? <laughs> could, couldn't Doritos stand for something? Or whoever uh, who had a different name for the company back in the planning stages. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I I, I knew Bon Bon Lolo was <laughs> was the name we should use. I just knew that Chocolate Lolo, Chocolate Lolo, Chocolo Lolo, Chocolo Lolo. That's what it should have been. Chocolo, Chocolo. Get low weight with Chocolo. Perfect. That was my whole pitch. No. You son of a bitch. You wanted to call it AIDS. Well, see how it's going now. <laughs> One syllable. Me, me, me. <laughs> Looks good on the package. Chocolo. <laughs> They're not going to call a disease Chocolo. <laughs> no one's ever going to call a disease Chocolo. Uh, no, we're going to put this airline together. <laughs> Delta's great. Delta's a letter of the Greek alphabet. Yeah. That's exactly my point. Because when they name things in science, yeah. they sometimes do alpha, beta. They sometimes get to delta. Yeah. Uh, well, they don't name hurricanes that way. Those are people's names. I know. <laughs> but in science, you know science shit? They sometimes, there could be a strain called delta. Bullshit. Yeah. We're going. Uh, so, delta, yeah. Mu. Mu's way up there. Yeah. You get to, you don't get to Mu because Mu's like spelled with a, what's it, a weird Y or something? I don't even know. I don't know. But we, if we knew, if we, if we had taken Greek in high school, yeah, uh, we would know that. Teller could have taught us. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I want to talk. I want to get back to this naming of Delta Airlines because <laughs> I, think, I think it's rich intellectual property. Um Stamps.com. What can we tell you about Stamps.com? You don't want to go to the post office. That's what we're talking about. That's all That's we're saying. All we're saying, you don't want to go to the In post office. In fact, we're encouraging you, stop going to the post office. Yeah. There's no reason to go to the post office. And Stamps.com, not only you don't have to go to the post office, you also save money by not going to the post office. Yeah. How can things be good on both sides, okay? Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less with discounted rates from USPS and UPS. You know what USPS was? I didn't know that until we started getting stamps.com right. as a sponsor, which has been forever. United States Postal Service. Boom, just like that. A United Parcel Service. You get discounts from both of them, even if you don't know what they stand for. Right. Um, stamps.com brings the same U.S. postal and U.S. shipping services right to your computer, make it easy for a small business to mail and ship without needing to take a trip to the post office. Print official U.S. postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy any fancy equipment. All you need is your computer and a standard printer. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop-off, 
It's that simple. Who's done that in this room? I have. How? What was that like, Matt? Donovan? It was amazing. First off, when you print stamps, it feels like you're printing money. It feels nefarious. <laughs> it's so fun. And yeah, you just label everything. It's really good for international shipping as well. And uh, and you can call the postal service and they'll come pick it up. Just for, come pick it up. Yeah. No matter how much stuff you got. Yeah. We had a zillion things we sent out. They say, oh, you got a zillion? We'll send two trucks. Yep. One million small business owners are using it to save time and money. Deals you can't get anywhere else. Up to 40% off USPS. Up to 66% off. 66% off? 40% off? This is amazing. Shipping rates. And with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every time. That's a really good thing. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk with my promo code PEN. You get a special office that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in PEN. Pen. That's stamps.com, promo code PEN. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. There's so much going on in the world, whether it's stuff you're excited about, like, uh, uh, what are we excited about? <laughs> Football season's return? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or stuff you'd rather not think about, like everything. <laughs> you can't always control the vibes out there, but you can always control the vibes in your head with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Yes. You hear these what, Raycons? I have them. I've got a, I got a pair. They're wicked good, aren't They're they? They're very good. Really good. Sound good, look good. Yep, wear them at the gym. Sound good, look good. They're James Brown. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, it's really good because I was using traditional headphones, yep. but now we have to wear masks all the time. So mm. I finally got my first in-ear headphones, so the masks can come on and off, and you don't have to worry about messing with your headphones. And then uh, they're they're good. They're temperature resistant. So I'm in the steam room or the sauna in them as well, mm-hmm. and uh, just at the gym working out with them, walking around. It's really nice. The sound quality is great. They have three different modes of sound that you can have on it. Uh, you can put on extra bass if you want. It sounds good. But I listen to all my podcasts and music uh, on my on my Raycons. You want extra bass on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, now, everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. Whether you use them to pump up, wind down, work, or work out, Raycons are the go-to for on-the-go audio. Yeah. Was that Jim- James Brown too? Yeah, yeah. Whether you're going to pump up, Wind down, work, work out. Raycon are the go-to for the on-the-go audio. Hey, hey. Two time. (laughs) (laughs) You got three new sound profiles. Make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best. Just the right amount of bass. Pure mode for podcast listening, blues, instrumental. Balanced mode for podcast listening, rock, heavy metal, metal. Uh, And for bass mode for hip-hop, EDM, reggae, mon. Yeah. Uh, Raycons offer eight hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life. There's also a built-in mic. You can take calls in your earbuds, the press of a button. Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. I've been doing yeah. this a while. Right now, Penn Sunday School listeners get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash pen. That's buyraycon.com slash pen. To save 50% off, that's Raycon, R-A-C-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash pen. Pen. There you go. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, boy, Delta. Mew, mew. Mew, mew. Mm. 
Right now, it's time to have Mew Health Services. <laughs> start. We should start that company right now. Uh, I, I had another uh, typical uh, me and in, in Las Vegas show business story as well. Lay it on us, <laughs> Daddy O. So I was offered a contract right before the lockdown mm-hmm. to be the understudy of a new show opening up in town. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after the lockdown, mm-hmm. uh, I got a call saying, hey, we're thinking, we're thinking about bringing this show back to Vegas. And good news, you're going straight to callbacks. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, and so I was like, okay. Uh, and so. So I don't have to fill out the application again. <laughs> so you already have my headshot and resume. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> go to call back. And then, um, I'm there and there's another, another guy. I'm familiar with all the talent being brought in. And, uh, and, and this, uh, my wife is incredibly busy right now. She can't mm. stop getting jobs at Speaker World. She just did, did her third role last night as the co-host of Absinthe. Mm. Uh, uh, and so, uh, with, with everything I'm up to with. Well, that's because she's talented, right? Yes. Makes it easier. Yeah. Whereas I'm a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> I observe and I report. <laughs> so, uh, I, I see other people. I'm like, okay. I go in. I think I think I do well. I, I I do what I can. But uh, there's another guy in there that I, I I can see. If I was directing the show, I would cast this guy. <laughs> it's, did you point that out to them? <laughs> I did. <laughs> no, no. I just was, you know, like it was it was obvious the tone of the show and everything else, and uh, and it was fine. Um, and then uh, as soon as they, I find out they offer him the job, mm-hmm. so you and, have him killed. <laughs> he takes it. He takes that job. Yeah. He takes that bullet, and um, and so uh, so now it's just down to me again. So they do. What do you think they do? Have another callback pen. Have another callback. Uh, the no. answer, yes. Okay, no, but, but I was confused here. Yeah, he, they offered him the job. He took the job. Well, he took a it, new job. A new job. He took a different job. So you, that was confusing. Sorry, part that was of the confusing. Story. Otherwise, it would have been ready. Yeah. They say to you, "You got a callback. So you're going <laughs> yeah, again." It's like once again, the gift of auto callback. He Excellent. took a different job. He took a different job. So you didn't say that. You said he said, "I took know." A job. I it was wrong. Okay, it was wrong. It's poor. Looked up the story. Poor storytelling on very, my part. Very Godoy on that. <laughs> For those who miss Godot, that was the style of Godot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're welcome. So uh, once again, uh, uh, they give me the gift of a callback for a job. And now it's down to me and nobody. <laughs> and I do the callback. And uh, uh, I wait. I hear nothing. And then someone, a friend writes me like, hey, I saw this audition published. You look, you look good for it. You should audition for the show. <laughs> and so when it came down to me and nobody, they held a new audition. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then... Uh, did you show up for that one? <laughs> no, I did not. Here's my resume. <laughs> I did not. And then uh, uh, it still takes them a while to tell me it's, it's not me. But they finally tell me it's not me. And I think it's fine. And then they call me and say like, but we really could use maybe some writing on the show, some punch-up work. Do you want to come in for, do you want to write on the show? And I was like, I, in my head, I'm like, no. No. <laughs> Like you brought me in four times for a job you already offered me <laughs> and chose nobody besides me twice. So no, I actually don't feel like writing writing my ass off for this. Well, show. uh Matt, you, we just got your uh your uh your jokes in for the yeah. first day. And yeah. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. 
fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We don't really get it. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, I, I know you said you didn't want notes, but we have notes. <laughs> the notes are, what are all these fuck yous for? You! That's why the second word of it is you. It's you. <laughs> so uh, we're not working for them. No, we're not. We, we turned that down. We did not. Because I was like, you get like, oh, I shouldn't turn down work. I was like, no, I really don't have it in my heart to actually do good work for these people. I just don't have it. I can't fake it. My wife is kicking ass. I can't fake it like I need it. And I need to swallow my pride and everything else. It was like, you know what? My wife is kicking ass. We're a two-income household right now. And I actually do need to just be home more and babysitting and be able to watch kids more. I'm going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. I got a show in Tahoe coming up. It's going to be no problem. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> if it's not on fire. I'm, see, they, their reason for not hiring me is- yeah. They're on fire. Yeah. Perfectly reasonable. <laughs> Perfect. If you said to me, we're not booking you with this job because our theater's on fire, I would understand. <laughs> I'm fine not working places that are on fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What else? What else going on in your life? Um, uh, th- I mean, that's thing my wife started. You said in- something about ninjas. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm a ninja. <laughs> Uh, the reason why I didn't need that writing job is I've stolen jewels. <laughs> no, um, one of the things we, you know, we talk about raising kids in Vegas and how it's always a, things that are a little different. And I want, I'm always curious what my kids will take to or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that show Ninja Warrior, do you know the show? No. So there's a show on NBC. It's a crazy, crazy obstacle courses. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen- uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They jump on big things. They jump on big things, and you got to use your fingers a lot and that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, not like Matt King does, but like actually like, they're like old, <laughs> old things. Um, but there's a, there's a Ninja Warrior training center here in town. They, for those people that go on that show? Yeah. They have training centers for them? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I, but my kids, I brought my kids uh, to the, the training center. So it's not really a training center. It's a, it's a place that lets people go through the obstacle courses, though they were training. Yes. Or is it actually training? Well, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a whole, there are people, the show's been around long enough that people who do parkour tend to be the best people at. Yeah. Well, parkour, they do classes in parkour. Right. Because one of the guys in Mischief Theater, uh, the Magic Goes Wrong guys. Yeah. Was taking parkour classes. Yeah. And I said, wow, I mean, is that useful? Then he hopped up. He hopped around the theater. It was just amazing. Yeah. He really actually is. could do stuff. Yeah. So it turns out these people who are trained in parkour tend to excel on this show. Yeah. So this is not necessarily just a specific like branded Ninja Warrior training center, but it 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 it, it also is for people like parkour. I see. And that kind of stuff. Um, and then they teach kid classes. So my kids are doing it. Are they liking it? They loved it. They really liked it. And then one of the things is like the it's you climb an inverted wall. Have you seen this? Uh no. So it's like a like a like a wall in the shape of like a half moon. Mm-hmm. And basically you run as high up it as you can before obviously it would you know it goes the other way on you. Yeah. And you have to leap up to grab the edge of the top of the half moon uh-huh. in order to secure yourself. My seven year old just runs right up. First attempt, just runs right up, boom, grabs on top, does a chin up, pulls himself up onto the thing. Wow. And I, exactly. I was like, I mean, I've been like an encouraging parent, you know, the whole time. This is the first time I was like, holy shit, my kid can do that? Like, I was like, 
I was like really bowled over. I, I really couldn't all day. I was like, my kid can run up a freaking wall. How many chin-ups have you done in your life? <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a countable number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, if, if I send him to like six more classes, he will eclipse my number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you climb the ropes when you were in school? No, no, no. I was always a, 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 a heavier, and you also even in shape, from, even in shape from an athletic family too. Yeah, an athletic family. I could, even when I could run, I was still like a, a heavier. No. I still couldn't just uh, the, agility was never in my uh, in my category. The best shape I have been in was when I was at Clown College. Right. Reading Brothers Barnaby on the Greatest Show on Earth Clown College. Yeah. Although it's out of business now, so I don't have to, I guess you're not going to bust me. <laughs> um, and uh, at that time, I was doing like double backflips and trampolines. And yeah. I was exercising like five hours a day and wire walking and all that stuff. And at that time... I probably could have run part of the way up the yeah. up the wall, but that that catching and pulling up, I was you know watching when you watch on TV, there's there's always in the action movies, there's always someone hanging by their fingers yes. who pulls themselves up. Yes, and there's also sometimes I just saw this. There was a horrible show. With Every people. time I see that, I think I oh that's when I die. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. But also, I saw a um, a, a woman. In an airplane, a television show. Yeah, reach out and grab uh, her boyfriend who was outside the airplane, and they held hands, and she pulled him into the plane. Yeah, and I just said, I think that only pulls her out of the plane. <laughs> Don't you think? I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would think that's my that'd be my. I think if one of us yeah were in a plane. Yeah. And the other one was out of the plane and we were holding hands. Yeah. I don't think that goes any way. I think there are two choices. Yeah. The one in the plane lets go of the one out of the plane or they both fall to their death. Yeah. Is there any way you see you pull me into the airplane or I pull you into the airplane? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know if you, can people who, I guess people who are really strong can do that, huh? I guess so. I mean, we have military listeners. Maybe they know stories of people who do it that well or whatever, but I imagine the average person is not going to be able to, to do that. I think if you have me hanging from something yeah. that I have to pull myself up to get into it, yeah. I think I hang there for X amount of time, and that X is not a long time. Right. And then I fall to my death. Yeah. I think that's what happens. I don't think there's a wiggle thing I can do or anything. To and I think that. like, you know, like, you know, like when people reach for their wallet late and the check, when someone's already clearly put their uh -huh. card in, I feel like I, I reach out just as you let go, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I go like oh, I tried to, you, I. The elevator button. I, I was reaching, yeah, I was reaching for him. I'm looking, I'm looking for the door open button, but I can't yeah. seem to find it as your finger's on it. <laughs> You're just not pushing it. Yeah. Oops, sorry. 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 Next elevator. Sorry. Yeah. I think if I were outside an airplane. And I were jumping up, and you were going to catch yeah. me. You'd be going, "Oh, sorry, Ben. <laughs> like, I haven't let go yet, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. You could just grab you my just hand. Grab me hand. I'm so sorry, buddy. I tried my best. <laughs> I did my best. Broke my heart when you fell. I haven't fallen. <laughs> I haven't fallen. Oh, I'm going to tell this story forever, Ben. I'm still here. <laughs> Just get a hold of it. Now, ready, Rich, you did martial arts and shit. Could you yeah. lift someone up? Oh, I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen anybody do that? In a plane? 
No, I mean in a in a just from like a cliffside. Cliffside. I'm talking about any sort of perilous death tech situation. I've seen a couple of parkour guys do that. Pull, pull. Parkour, right? It has to be. You have to. The person being saved has to be trained. <laughs> yeah. But jujitsu, the core is in the back and the stomach. It's not arm strength. Ah, right. Back and stomach. Yeah. Grab onto my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> like my wife's in two different circus variety shows. And then you see these guys who do all these athletic, these, you know, hand balancing and any of that kind of stuff. And I just go like, I can't even be jealous. There was no point in my life where I could have dedicated myself to this and look anything like the people that are doing these things mm. uh, and these shows, which is why you see them in the first place. I saw a juggler. Do very well last night in a show. No. I know. <laughs> I was surprised. I should have let him this the whole time. <laughs> they just hired his juggler out of France. And uh, and he came in and did a solo juggling act. And it killed. And I was like, this is interesting to see. But one thing he did, which I love this from being around you jugglers. Uh, and I say you with an underline. Um, is that he came on stage with a, with a, a sack of balls did some kind of comedic bit with it, and then just dumped a ton all over the stage. So there was none of the chasing duck stuff. Oh, that's good. That's It was a really smart move. Like right away, I was like, I admire this guy. This audience doesn't know, but that adjustment he just made to start his act is killer. <laughs> yeah. He never was reaching or chasing a ball or no one was retrieving a ball for him through his entire act because he just had them laid all over the place. But he did, he did have mistakes. Yes. Yeah, just yeah. didn't care. Didn't care. Didn't do whatever. But he also, you, I'm assuming he's using beanbags and not uh, rubber balls. He's using rubber balls. How do they not roll away when he dumped they, A lot of them did. Oh. <laughs> a lot of them did. The thing, he just made a mess. He didn't care. He didn't care. Fuck that. And then he did this thing where he juggled um, two balls like they were one ball. So when he was doing oh, yeah, yeah. three uh, ball juggling. That multiplex. Kind of yeah, yeah, multiplex. Yeah. Multiplex. He was doing that. He's doing the thing where you, where you juggle real close and rip the ball from behind your neck all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. That move. It was really good, and he was funny. It was it was a comedic act. But and he's a, he's French, 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 and funny. I know, weird combination. Yeah, it's a lot of like based on like uh, pretending to be a hot body that he doesn't have one, ah. showing off a, a a regular body. That's a that's a that's a French. Thing. That seems very French. Yeah, very, very. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't that much of an outlier. I'm just wanting you to know that he got applause, <laughs> and he was late in the show. I was like, this is balls. You put a you put a juggler late in the show. Yeah, yeah. this is this. You is- should want to get him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so when people are leaving the theater they're not talking about that <laughs> so yeah yeah uh uh let me see uh, what, what do we got here um uh really trying to think oh yeah people are writing in and asking us about uh how do you uh h- how do you create a uh, magic venue you not you can't <laughs> i'm all ears <laughs> but a guy does point out an interesting thing um uh, this guy, uh, Mike Moyer, uh, who's a military military family, who says the use of the word they for gender stuff yeah. really troubles him because of the idea of they as being another team. Oh, And how it was always used in the military for the, the for, he feels like there's a separation there, which is a pretty interesting, uh, interesting, interesting point. Yeah, like an, an, an unintended consequence of, uh, of trying to figure this all out. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. Now, this is one that I'm just going to read because it made me laugh so much um, because I, I just love that you can know about anything. And this is a guy asking me a question because this is a uh, cloth and pop, uh, cloth and pop music. 
I've been looking into why we in the U.S. call cotton candy by that name. Whoa. There's something to do when everything else is out of the way. (laughs) In other countries, it's called candy floss. You remember in uh, Neil Young's Sugar Mountain? Yeah. uh, He sings. He's Canadian. Right. And the candy floss you had and your mother and your dad. Candy floss, he says. He doesn't say cotton candy. Uh, Candy floss, fairy floss, which I thought was a whole different thing. (laughs) Uh, uh, Papa's beard. Papa's beard, at least that, I feel like it's, it's not a stretch to call it. I mean, the cotton, I never, I never questioned it at all because it, it was, it feels like an appropriate name. Right. You've seen a little poof of cotton, a little mm-hmm. poof of candy. Well, I was suggesting calling it COVID candy. <laughs> 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 Epsilon, <Yeah>. Epsilon candy. <laughs> They'll never get to Epsilon. <laughs> and it turns out fairy floss was the original name it was mass marketed under. Really? Fairy floss. I would have liked that, I think. The first mention I can find of it being associated with cotton is from the New York Times ad, 1905. (laughs) Every time I read this, I love this guy more and more. Guy just decides, I'm going to learn about this. It's a fine tackling of a subject. The year, he's he's also got a subject kind of to himself. Yeah. It's not like, oh, those fuckers in Denver. Yeah. With their cotton candy info. I was going to get that. They got it out before me. No, he's pretty safe. And and do they have a partner at parties or like someone says cotton candy? They're like, oh no, here he goes. <laughs> oh Jesus. I just was hoping cotton candy. It was actually originally called fairy floss. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. 1905, you say. <laughs> the year after and its commercial debut as candy floss. At the Louisiana Purchase Exposition, colloquially known as the St. Louis World's Fair. No, no, no. It's the Louisiana Purchase one for me. Yeah. The floss thing makes me uncomfortable. I don't like the picture going in between my teeth. Well, I don't think that was, this is pre-floss floss. Oh. This is, floss wasn't floss. You know, uh, there is a time when there isn't dental floss. Oh. Like before the 70s, there wasn't dental floss. Wow. No, dental floss was just kind of getting... Getting in in the seventies. are old. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You have you you found your niche. <laughs> you can learn all about dental floss. Yeah, you can be this guy for dental floss. I'm on it. Okay. This ad, colloquially known as the St. Louis World's Fair, this ad compares it to cotton before it was ever called cotton candy, but compares it to an apparently familiar vaudeville act. That includes someone seeming to eat handfuls of cotton. Ah. So that's a great act. That's a good act. Uh, yeah, that's a great act. Matt Donnelly, yeah. cotton eater. <laughs> if I can't guess your card, I'll eat a handful of cotton. <laughs> then he says, Oops. I can't find any information about this online. Pen, with your encyclopedic knowledge of vaudeville, do you know the cotton act? And? No. <laughs> I built that whole thing up just to say no. 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 I don't know about that. Uh, but boy, do I love this person. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you imagine, do you think it'd be hard to change the name to Fairy Floss? I think it'd be really hard. I think so. I think cotton does. candy is deeply ingrained. I think so too. I do not like Papa's beard. That no, is not appetizing that to is me. gross. And I don't like, uh, candy floss is okay. 
But my favorite of these is fairy floss. Yeah. Favorite of these is, and is the, um, word fairy floss, fairy as an anti-gay slur, is that just gone? I was just wondering the same thing. We now have the word fairy and it just means fairy, fairy, right? Right. Like Tinkerbell. Yeah. It's now Tinkerbell, it's not Bruce. Yeah. I use the word Bruce because that's the exact same time. Because it used to be Bruce was a joke uh, as a gay name. Yes. Uh, And then I think Springsteen ended that, right? He might have. I give him full credit for it. But he might have. I bet he fought against it some. I bet when when he was Bruce- Especially with his long hair. You 15 know. years old? Yeah. Yeah. I bet he was, uh, uh, but I think if Bruce Springs, if anybody could bring the name Fairy Floss <laughs> back to us, it would be Bruce Springsteen. So I'll tell you now, uh, cloth and pop music, if I, when I, if I bump into Bruce Springsteen again, yeah. I've only met him twice. It doesn't happen often. If I bump into Bruce Springsteen again, I may bring up, I think if you can do Fairy Floss, uh, if you could bring that up, Fairy Floss, better name than Cotton Candy. Yeah. And also, I also will tell you, uh, uh, cloth and pop music that, uh, uh, for the vaudeville act with handfuls of cotton. Yeah. I'm going to do absolutely nothing to help you out on this. <laughs> and I regret not giving you the whole letter on that. You do? I did edit it. Oh, you it's did edit it. twice yeah. as long. Uh, there's, uh, uh, you were here when we were talking about pole vaulting. Yeah. We we're supposed to be talking about juggling, but we yes. actually talked about pole vaulting. Well, Ambrose Takar uh, has told us some interesting things about pole vaulting. Okay. And the first one is the most interesting. And I'm really mad at Owen Morse for not knowing these things yeah. or not telling us. How dare if you? If he knew them and didn't tell them, I'm really mad. Yes. The mushroom-shaped thing at the bottom of the pole, which makes the whole thing even more phallic than it already is, is called a butt plug. Oh, boy. The sentence, I broke my pole and the butt plug went flying, has been uttered on more than one occasion. (laughs) The pole vault summit is the biggest pole vaulting event that is held every year in Reno, Nevada. Reno! More than a thousand pole vaulters compete there every year. Yeah, I tell you, if 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 the COVID is over, yeah. One of the things on our list yes. is go up to Reno and watch the pole. That's a fine outing. That's a fine outing. The pole can be any length, size, or material. Anything. The longest pole that's been used was almost 17. He has. It must be 17.4. Oh, yeah, it's a comma because he's, he's a foreigner, right? So it's a comma instead of a point. I thought it may be 175 feet long, which seems excessive. <laughs> 17.5 feet long. And Most, made out of AIDS candy. Yeah. <laughs> Most vaulters use a fiberglass pole, but carbon fiber or composite poles are also popular but tend to break more often. Every pole has a maximum weight rating, but most professional vaulters jump on a much bigger pole. I've seen a 175-pound guy jump on a 220-pound pole. Oh, I'm going to go with Spanish cedar for mine. (laughs) (laughs) The longer the pole, the harder it is to get past the vertical line and not get launched backwards. So a bigger pole doesn't necessarily equal an equal a bigger jump. I'll tell you with me, it would not at all. <laughs> the vaulting I'm usually, trying to find a pole that wouldn't fling me backwards, no matter regardless. Of I height. might use like a two foot pole. <laughs> I might just uh, start with a broomstick and see if I can just get through that. A vaulter usually uses three to seven poles per competition, depending on the run up, 
which is mostly between 12 and 24 steps. Wow. Meets are sometimes held in city squares and on streets and usually gather big crowds, especially in Europe. I don't know. That's kind of a dig against the United States. <laughs> the United States, you know, they're just, they're fat, they're stupid, they're rich, and they don't care about pole vaulting as much as we do in Europe. Pole vaulters we'll consider, see you in Reno. Pole vaulters are considered to be the most tight-knit group of people in sports. Everybody is always willing to borrow poles, even if that means that other competitors will jump higher than them. This comes especially handy because pole transport can be a big problem. Not all planes and airlines, like Delta, are willing to take the poles. And even when they do, a quarter of the time, they are lost, delayed, broken, and even sawn in half so they can fit in the cargo hold. Someone just saws it in half without talking to anybody? I was like, I got a solution right here. This flight leaves on time. <laughs> One bag full of poles can cost upward to $10,000. Wow. It is considered, and then after all this happiness, we're going to end on a downer. Okay. It's considered a very dangerous sport with a death rate of about one a year, usually high school kids without proper coaching. Wow. It's a killer. It's a killer. And people are really nice. Because so the pole vaulters and our genie, the genie from the joke at the beginning of this show, <laughs> the joke genie and the pole vaulters let us focus on that. Yeah. Let us not, members of the congregation. Yeah. Let us not think about Texas law. No. Let us not think about voters. Let us not think about weird recalls in California. Let us not think about uh, uh, trying to find a way to sue Biden so that he can't get people to be healthy. Let's not think about people dying in the hospital. Right. Let's think about the genie appearing to a bunch of pole vaulters and says, you have three wishes, and the guy goes, well, help out those other guys because they could use the wishes more than me. Okay, so let's just picture yeah. happy pole vaulters and a happy genie. I've been doing this a while. I've been doing this a while. Doesn't that just fill you with joy? It does. It just, it's, had you heard that joke? I, I told you before, right? Uh, movie night. Yeah, movie night, yeah. It's such, such, such a good joke. Yeah. And with that, I will say that was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. You become naked. Pole vaulters. Who would have thought? Nicest people in sports. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Of course, Owen Morris is pretty nice. Yeah. But he should have told us if it was called a butt plug or not. He should have. How do you not know that? Yeah. Anybody to thank there, Matt? You know we love you. I do. The uh, following people are going straight to callback. Placida Scott, Dante Peace, Damian Martin, Adam Luce loves Matthew, Michael, Penn, and Reddy, Timo Tihoff, Miriam Ingalls, Scott Kelly, Kirk Barrett, Kelly M., Adam Burzens, Chris Marvin, Fractured Adventures, Carlos Alvarez, Larry Hess, Michael Cornwall, Ross Devereaux, Rue Dudley, Ryan Matthews, Jeff Baker, Eric Dobell, Michael Torbay, Ilan Lee, Leah B., Jacob McCulley, and Kelsey Johnson. Thank you so much.